to the ALT Insider Podcast, dedicated to making you have the most fun possible while living or dreaming about living in Japan. Whether you've been here for years or are just starting to consider it, we've got you covered. And now, your host, broadcasting from somewhere in Japan, James. James here, ALT Insider Podcast, coming at you again for the week of, what's the week today? June 2nd. Nice to have you here with me again. I want to stop and say, ALT Insider Podcast is a proud member of the Japan Podcast Network. If you want to check out other podcast networks, not networks, there's only one network, but if you want to check out other podcasts in the Japan space, go to japanpodcastnetwork.com and you can get your itch scratched right there. All right? So... Before we get started this week, I want to say a huge thanks to everyone listening. Another month that got more listens than the previous month. So I want to say huge thanks. I don't think I say enough, you know. It's sometimes it's hard to put to put a show out every week. I say that. <laughs> sometimes sometimes I'm sometimes, you know, life comes at you. It's hard. Like right now I'm I'm recording this 10 minutes before 12 o'clock on Friday. And uh it's gonna go out in 10 minutes because that's when my shows go out. But I would, but when I had no people are listening and hopefully enjoying, and I get some emails that say they're enjoying, of course. And I get some emails that say they wish I would do this, I wish I would do that. That's awesome because anyone that's just caring about the show is awesome to me, and it makes me want to keep doing it. So just thanks a lot. I don't know how else to say it. I, I could say it in a funnier way probably, but I just want to say honestly, thanks because I want to keep doing it because I know there's people out there that are caring about what's on it, and that's the main thing, you know. I just that that's the thing that makes it special for me is people care about what I'm doing. So that's cool. So speaking of caring. I, YouTube videos that has nothing to do with caring, but I just wanted to, had to bring it up. YouTube videos. I said I teased it last week. I teased it, meaning I was planning on doing it this week, but didn't happen. So I'm putting a promise out there. There will be YouTube videos up there before next week, before June. What's what would that be? Just June 9th. There's no YouTube videos. Just banish me from the internet forever. Okay, that's a promise. June 9th on the YouTube channel, there will be videos with me talking about something don't expect heavy edited stuff you know because you know i don't need to add that to the list of things to do but it will be videos about me talking in a humorous insightful thoughtful i was gonna say advantageous i don't know if that that works here but advantageous manner so go check that out it will be there before june 9th if it's not i'm out internet's over for me so without further ado guys Let's get into it again. I'm going to keep my, the thing I, I te- showed, said last week, no r- spoiling of the whole interview before the interview starts, right? Today I talked to Charlie. He says a lot of cool stuff about a cool topic. So enjoy it. All right. That's all I'm going to say. Charlie, take it away from here. Before we get to that awesome interview, opas.com. What is opas, right? Opas is a way for people in Japan, meaning ALTs, CARs, direct hires, university teachers, people working at Yahoo, whoever you are, to, you can get the things you want shipped to you from outside of Japan to you in Japan. So let's look at some quick examples of some stuff you can get. So shoes larger than nine, than size 9, sports bras that fit, deodorant that actually works, painkillers that actually works. These are all things that Opas can make sure you get sent to you in Japan without it getting confiscated at customs. How it works is you are assigned an address at the OPAS headquarters in Oregon, and it's the beautiful sales tax-free state, Oregon, might I add. And then when you buy some online, you can buy one thing, two things, ten things, they get consolidated for you and then sent right to your address in Japan in the smallest, most beautiful, most secure passage possible. Pretty cool, right? 
So, to get your first shipment of stuff you want sent to you absolutely free, you still got to buy the stuff, the shipment's free, head on over to opass.com and use the coupon code ALTINSIDER and they will hook you up. That's opas.com, OPAS. Now for the interview. All right, today, guys, I have a very special guest, and his name is Charlie. How are you doing today, Charlie? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you doing, James? Pretty good. Nice to have you on, me t- on with the show today. So I want to talk to you about a lot of different things. But first, let's start with, you know, now you're living in Japan. So what kind of made you decide to do something crazy like that, and what steps did you take to do it back in the yeah. back when you made the choice? <laughs> good question. Um, I, I'm from the UK, so I, I was um, working in London before I came to Japan. I was working at a travel agent. And um, it was it was kind of boring. Um, I, I I came out of university around the time of the um, the stock market crash, and I, there were you know not too many jobs going around, and so most of the jobs that you could get weren't very fun. So um, you know a lot of data entry jobs and entry level jobs. So uh, I at one point just decided I didn't want to sit at a desk and uh, you know waste my time anymore. So I I decided I'd come to Japan, and I've really really enjoyed since actually being able to being able to move around one of the coolest things about you know being an english teacher is that you get to you know move around and do something with your body instead of just like sitting at a desk all day and you know getting fatter <laughs> yeah so you know you said you made the choice to go to japan but so what kind of actual route did you take did you say okay i'm gonna try for the jet program i'm gonna go for a kaiwa what did you do exactly uh, well, I looked into the jet program actually because I I went to a talk on it when I was finishing university and I decided not to go. And then I looked at it again when I when I thought, you know what, actually I am going to go to Japan. And um, the just the wind up for it is just so long. You have to like apply in November to go by next August. It's it's, yeah, it's like a, life, it's a, a lifetime project to get in the right. Jet it's like you have it's nearly a year I think before <laughs> you actually get to go to Japan from it. So I actually um, I started applying for jobs in February. And um, I found a few cool companies. I ended up um, starting at Peppy Kids Club, which is one of the uh, smaller Akaiwas. Um, n- not small. I mean, I guess n- less less well known, but um, uh, it's not like you know Geos or um, Eon or anything like that. But it's um, uh, I think it was a pretty good experience for me. I, they picked me up really quickly, and you know I had an interview in London and um, got a job straight away in Fukuoka working at one of their schools. Oh, cool. So, you know, when you first got to Japan, was you just, is this your first experience of teaching and stuff? Or Yeah, it was my first experience teaching. I, I was asking all my, my teacher friends uh, from back home, like, what can I do for a, a demo lesson for this interview for the job? <laughs> yeah, so then, you know, so you get to the job and then you get in Japan. Great, cool. What did you think when you first got here? What was kind of any troubles you had that you had to get over or anything like that? Oh, um, <laughs> I kind of don't want to talk about one of them, but... Um, there was uh, something in Fukuoka that was um, a little bit uh, like I think um, the more rural you get in Japan, the more difficult it can be for foreigners to sort of integrate. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I had a, like a really tough time actually. My first few months, um, I was working in this really tiny town, a little town called Izuka, and um, yeah, it was it was hard. There weren't any other foreigners in my town. Um, the only other foreigners I knew were um, people from my own company. And you'd think that that would mean that I'd, you know, level up my Japanese really quickly and get really good at that. But um, it was really hard to find schools as well. So I was learning just from from self-study, from books and and from talking to people. Uh, you know, I was making friends with people at local darts bar and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I felt really, really isolated out there. I think a lot of people in my position feel the same when you get stuck in the in the countryside. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of tough to find your way in the beginning. So, like, you know, what did you steps did you take to get out of that situation? Did you move schools or did you keep just just fight it out? 
Um, well, I actually ended up um, getting a position at the same company. So the the, the parent company of um, Peppy Kids Club also does like ALT dispatch. So they had an ALT dispatch thing in Nagoya. Then I ended up moving to Nagoya after about, I think, eight or nine months. And um, so I got out of Fukuoka and moved to Nagoya. Okay, so like, was it was you? That's something you actually searched for. Let's say because you know, there's a lot of AKO teachers out there that might you know might be in a situation like that. Like, I don't like my city. Something's like going great. So, did you tell? How long? How early did you tell your company? Like, hey, I'm th- I want to get a different position. And how long did it take them to accommodate that? Um, well, I think it was uh, it was early in the year that I decided to do that in January or something. I just told my boss like, uh, I'm looking for other jobs. I want to leave. Like, I'm I can't keep working in this area. It's too small. And I mean, now I wouldn't do that. That's too um, too honest and too open. I would be, I'd play a little bit closer to the vest and have my options ready first. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but he, he was very understanding. He said, you know what, I've, I heard of this position opening at this, um, at the parent company of this company. So it wouldn't even be that difficult to switch. Like we'd help you move and we'd help you, uh, like move all your stuff. They, you know, they paid for the transport of all my things over to the new apartment in, um, in Nagoya. Oh, wow. So, um, it was actually a, a pretty good, a pretty good move, um, in the first place. So, yeah. yeah so then, so then, you know, you didn't get a fresh start. You're, you're kind of, you're past the honeymoon period in Japan. So, you know, you kind of know what you're doing in Japan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what did you think when you got to the, the ALT position? How was it different? Was it easier for you, harder for you? Um, it was a lot more work. Um, being an LT is actually a lot more like time investment than, um, than being an Aikaiwa teacher, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, not only just because, you know, you have to, to be at the school quite a lot, but, you know, there are a lot of other things that I did that maybe I, maybe I didn't have to do, but I kind of wanted to and I wanted to do a good job and I wanted to, you know, be, um, be a part of the community. So I went on, you know, on some Saturdays, you know, maybe once a month or once every two months. I'd go to some of the um, the kids' games and stuff like their sports games. Um, I'd stay late after school, like every day, and sometimes until like you know six o'clock or something, six thirty, to um, you know play sports with the kids or hang out with the ones who were doing music. And uh, it was a junior high school in um, in Nagoya, in the inner city. And uh, I think the kids really appreciated having you know a lot of interest. You know, I, I was really interested in what they were doing. I talked to them a lot outside of the classroom and I, I saw a lot of benefit from doing that so I kept on doing it even yeah. though it's taking a lot of my time yeah definitely like the more you the time you put in kind of the more you give your students and the more you get out yourself you know it is a lot of fun to hang out with you know play sports you know at nighttime. Um, yeah exactly uh, so that you know then let's get let's kind of fast forward a little bit so what kind of happened after that how long did that how long did that that position last for you um, so I stuck at that for a year, and then I got a position in uh, international preschool um, in Nagoya again. Ooh, okay, and, so let's talk um, about the change there real quick. That's kind of you know a job people definitely search <laughs> for. So how did you yeah. get that? How did that position open up for you? Um, well, actually, at that time I was um, so I I wanted to get out of the the same company. There was a lot of you know a lot of stuff in the company that I didn't like uh, some of the uh, difficulties I guess of working as an ALT, and I wanted to have a little bit more control over my classroom. Um, you know, if you if you're an ALT, oftentimes you're um, you're not really teaching. It really really depends on the Japanese teacher. Um, sometimes you're teaching, sometimes you're a voice recorder. You know, it really. I was lucky, I think, compared to some of my co-workers. Um, I had a lot of really good English teachers at my school and maybe one or two ones who couldn't really speak English that well. But um, the a lot of the, my friends, you know, they basically just said, I'm standing in the corner of the room waiting for them to get to the vocab list so I can say them with native pronunciation. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it all depends on the – every situation is different, I guess, as they say. Uh, yeah, exactly. So you, so you, cause you said something about your, your company. So your company's obviously – 
when you said the problems with the company it was really just the ALT position at your company, right? Or something else? Yeah, it was quite a small program. So I wasn't even sure if I was going to get the um, position next because they'd lost the previous year. They'd lost a few contracts and they'd lost like all of their contracts in Osaka. Mm. And um, it was I was just, you know, I wanted to make sure. And this is one of the things I think I would recommend for people who are in Japan and, and um, you know, working around here is they want to find something that works for them. And they've got to find something like just in case, because if you know, keep your options open, because if you if you think that you can just stay at the same company, sometimes I've, you know, I've heard of people getting in, in trouble because of that kind of stuff, you know, having issues with with some of the companies like when when some of the companies went bankrupt um, in 2010, I think it was. Um, you know, if you if you expect all of the company to just keep you going and help you move up the ladder, you know, it's not always going to work out that way. No, definitely, especially LT companies when you know, every year or every three years, they have to make a pitch to the board of education. Like here's mm. our contract. And then other companies have their, have their pitches too. And sometimes you lose the contract. That means you lose your job. Um, sometimes it works out easily. You could just get a job with a new company, but sometimes it's not that easy. And some people are left without a job. So something to keep in mind. So back to that. So you were still working at the company. You, you saw this kind of, it might not be, I might have a job next year. So you went looking for the next job or how did you get that next job? Yeah, I went looking for the next job. Um, I started um, talking to friends and talking to people, and, I, and one of them put me onto this job um, about, uh, I think, it was around um, February or something. And uh, one of the things, um, you know, that I uh, was very cautious about was um, not telling the company, um, like before, just in case. Uh, this is a, another one of those things. Like if you tell them, or if they find out, you know, or you tell them that you're looking for something else, they will make preparations to not have you the next year. True. So um, I didn't tell them till a little bit late, and I lost my bonus because of that. Um, a lot of the companies they'll have in the contract, they'll say, if you don't give us three months of notice, we won't give you your bonus. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I've heard sometimes on the other other side of the coin, yeah, of course, not saying is is probably the safest way. But in some situations, when you tell them, they'll say, "Okay, well, I know you're looking for another job, but we can guarantee you the contract next year, something like that." You can get more uh, inform- you can get more information that way. But of course, sometimes there's stories of pe- you know companies lying, stuff like this. So what you did is mm-hmm. definitely the safest way. Um, mm-hmm. So you're looking for that other job, and you talk to people, and then you know it's kind of a networking thing that opened up for you. Yeah, um, I think. Um, as soon as I started networking in Japan, I, I haven't really done that much job searching for a long time because most of the time I get jobs through networking. Um, the, just the people that I know, you know, I've, I've got a lot of friends who, um, who've been in Japan for a long time. I think that's one of the keys as well is having friends who have been here for a while, not just, you know, all the friends who are new to Japan. Um, of course, like you can hang out with whoever you want. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying only make friends who can help you, but, um, I I just happen to have a lot of friends who you know longtime Japan expats and they they have a they have a lot of good connections and they know a lot of people so if I'm looking for a job immediately they just you know I can I can get three or four job interviews lined up without ever looking at a jobs board. So let's talk about to make it actionable for someone. So how does someone go about meeting people like that? Let's say you know they're just they've been into ALT for six months or something and they live in a kind of a smallish town. How do they go about meeting people like that to you know network like you did? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, the first thing that I did um, in Nagoya that actually really helped me was um, I made a meetup group. Um, so instead of just going to a meetup group, and a, lo- a lot of places have them, they have like a language exchange meetup groups and things like that. Um, my town at the time, Nagoya, didn't really have one. Um, so I just made one. And um, I, b- by 
by virtue of being the organizer of that group, uh, I was actually one of the sort of, I guess, centers of my community in that sense. You know, everyone would come up and introduce themselves to me because I was the, you know, event organizer um, for all the events that we did. So um, that was really cool. And I met, you know, I met a lot of people there. I met my my current girlfriend there who um, we live together in Tokyo now. And, wow, so, um, so what we got? How do you make a group? How do you just make a group? Is it like a Facebook group, or how did you go about making that group? Um, so it's uh, Meetup.com, and okay. uh, you know Meetup.com. It kind of helps you out a lot with the, um, I guess, marketing for your group. It would find people who are interested in the same kind of things as you, and suggest to them like, oh yeah, there's this new group that you might be interested in. So actually, the first event that I that I did, it was just like a coffee and like English Japanese meetup, um, was you know absolutely packed it had like 30 people um and we only had 25 spaces in the cafe so um you know we it was really successful straight from the bat um so i think yeah meetup is a really great way to do it facebook is also a good way um facebook groups have been really pushed quite a lot recently but um yeah it's uh basically just i think the key is organizing it yourself and being being a sort of go-getter and a starter and and uh making something so that people can come along and and then they'll you they'll become your friends just because they know you immediately because you're the guy who set up the event yeah so what's kind of just for reference what's kind of your japanese level at this point for people that are kind of wanting to take the same path so what's kind of how's your skills at this point in your career in japan my japanese is okay um i took um a lot of volunteer classes at the local ward office which i highly recommend to anyone who has time to do them often they're at weird times like sometimes they'll be at 10 o'clock in the day sometimes they'll be at four in the afternoon and uh, sometimes with an english teaching schedule it's hard to hard to actually get to them but um if you can and look around in other wards as well um they they have them they're they're almost free it's ridiculous how cheap they are you know a lot of people they buy the books like the the genki books and all of that stuff and they they try to self-study and learn from that and it's i mean just go to the volunteer classes i i got i think five thousand yen for 40 classes and (laughs) it's it was like 120 yen per class yeah um super super cheap and these classes like two and a half hours long they were from four till 6 30 um no yeah that sounds about right yeah something like that it was like two hours long or something and um yes fantastic class even though the teachers weren't you know very highly trained it was just exposure to japanese and that's all you really need yeah, just anything is better than, than much better than nothing. You know, the worst right. Japanese teacher is still ninety nine percent better than not speaking Japanese at all. So, yeah, exactly. And I, I basically I learned Japanese too. I'd say I'm about, um, I don't know, I'm conversational in Japanese. I can speak a lot and communicate with people quite well. But um, I wouldn't say I'm fluent yet. You know, there's still situations where people ask me questions in a slightly different way, and I don't really know what they're talking about <laughs> yeah yeah that happens that happens um mm. okay so you know so then you got this group and the, the group how, how long did the group go on until you, you st- is it still going on or like, how, um, what, what came from that really i'm pretty sure it's still going on now um i left nagoya uh two and a half two and a bit years ago so um yeah i i ended up leaving the group and leaving it in the hands of one of the people who came to the group most often and uh, so i think it's still going on really well um and i haven't started a group in tokyo yet because there's quite a few of them already so i just um i go along to a lot of those groups uh, okay so you'd say these groups are kind of like i don't know it's just like coffee meetups or it can be whatever you want right but really it's just like a networking group meetup thing yeah and it doesn't have to be a networking group like uh, network just i mean really for me a network just means people who are your friends and who can potentially help you i guess or you can help them i mean if you find some you know uh, i don't know you've got a friend who's working in a job and they said oh yeah my friend just quit and lots of people at my company are quitting and they're really you know they're really 
um, the school's really hurting, they need to find someone quickly, then, you know, you maybe you know someone who uh, is looking for a job. And then you connect those two people. That's all networking is, really. Mm-hmm, okay. So, yeah, that's that's a good action step there. So you start a group by yourself and you get the more benefits than just going to a different someone else's group, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then you get this t- kindergarten job, you said. So how did, how did that go? What were the challenges? What were the good parts? Anything you can share with us about that? Yeah, that was a really hard job. That was a really, really hard <laughs> job. Um, that was the hardest job I think I've ever had in my life. And the reason is because um, I – so I, I was a homeroom teacher um, at the preschool. So I was in charge. And um, I had a classroom with 12 students. The training of the, the school and the curriculum of the school was basically non-existent. We had like a day of meetings uh, where they talk about, oh, yeah, well, make sure you don't congratulate women on a pregnancy until they officially announce it and things like that. I mean, the stuff that they talked about was just nothing to do with our jobs, like nothing to do with teaching <laughs> and all yeah, to do yeah. with public relations. And then they're like, okay, uh, so the kids will be in tomorrow at 9 o'clock and you've got, you know, this time to do playtime, this time to do your class time, lunch is at this time, so please get your class ready. And I was like, what? What's the <laughs> curriculum? What am I supposed to be teaching? They're like, yeah, just teach whatever you like. Like, you know, this time you can do math and this time you can, you know, teach them some letters and stuff. Like, what? <laughs> for six hours a day? Wow. I mean, yeah, I had, so I had my, my student for six hours a day and I had no, I mean, I'd been in ALT at a junior high school, you know, I I'd have like maybe whatever it was, 50 minute lessons, and I just have to plan for a lesson about a certain topic. Um, that was that was easy. But then going from that to, yeah, you've got these three-year-old kids, three and four-year-olds for six hours a day, and there's no curriculum. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that, was, that was that was brutal. That was like trial by fire. <laughs> so yeah. the rumor has it, um, you know, the kindergarten jobs are usually a step up in pay. Of course, you don't think mm-hmm. of numbers, but is that is that true in your case too? Is it significant step up from ALT? Was it a minor step up? I'd say it's a significant step up, and I'm happy to discuss the numbers because I think um, it's important to to have people like have a, a real idea of how much these things are actually, um, how much the pay of these things are actually worth. Mm-hmm. So um, I, at the ALT position, I was making two hundred sixty-five thousand a month, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty reasonable, but nothing nothing too far over what a lot of people are getting. You know, most I think most um, entry level jobs in Japan are about two hundred fifty or thereabouts. Around there, yeah. Mm. And the these, days get, job, these days are getting lower for ALT actually but yeah <laughs> yeah I noticed actually the year after I joined um, Peppy Kids Club they dropped their their starting teacher salary by 10,000 yeah um, so I was I was um, yeah not surprised but um, <laughs> yeah but the kindergarten job was paying me 280,000 a month okay so yeah um, step up. so it's a good step up I think 280 is a good you, you can start sort of having a better lifestyle when you have that. I mean, I moved from my tiny 1K apartment to a really nice 1LDK um, in Hoshigaoka, which was a really nice part of town. Um, so it made a it made a big difference for me for in terms of income. Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely not, that's not, that's definitely a big, once you get to like above 25 to like 28, 29, 30, then you really can start, you know, doing stuff and saving money and stuff, you know, if you're not stupid with it, of course. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, so you, kindergarten jobs, there's all different ranges, of course, but some kindergarten jobs, you got to do stuff like planning holiday concerts and crap like that. Mm-hmm. Really scary, st- not scary stuff, that was the wrong word. Really, <laughs> really stuff that's a lot of work. <laughs> Did you have to do any of that kind of stuff like Easter? Here's the Easter festival or here's yeah. the Christmas, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we had to do all of that. We had to, um, we had to write a Christmas play. Play. Oh God, that's worse than normal. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas thing, actually, that was really stressful. Because then, um, uh, my kids, I was teaching really young kids, and I know this isn't for everyone. A lot of people really 
don't want to teach young kids. But I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a really great experience. And I'm, I was teaching three-year-olds and four-year-olds. And um, the Christmas play, I mean, the it's really it's not for the kids. The play isn't for the kids, not for them, for their learning. It's for the parents. Mm-hmm. So we had to, you know, we had to make sure that they were kind of performing, you know, like they were actually, they had to do a good job. They couldn't, I mean, and some of the kids, like when we actually did the performance, like one of the kids just, sat down on the stage and cried for the whole thing and uh yeah that that happens i think uh you've got to be ready for everything if you're a kindergarten teacher it's it's actually quite hard work yeah um, it's it's really like i always put, think of those things as things to show the parents they're spending their money wisely yeah <laughs> yeah that's what they're for the showcasing the stuff um all right, so let's fast forward a little bit okay next you're, you're at this kindergarten job it's hard how long mm. do you do that what did you do after that um, I did that for a year and I, I quit at the end of it. It was um, it was a hard job to do, uh, not because I didn't enjoy teaching kids, but I think it was just a difficult work environment as well. And um, I, I picked up a, a job that I only um, did for a short while. I worked in um, I worked at a school that was basically the job was completely misrepresented to me. So it was, um, the, the pay was higher, which was one of the reasons why I went for it. I was basically I was looking to, to get paid more and more every job I took in Japan. Uh-huh. And um, so this one was 300,000 a month. And um, it was teaching, it was essentially similar to what I'd been doing in the start with um, teaching at Eikaiwa. So there were small, um, small classes and, uh, you know, community centers and things like that. And, but the job was, yeah, it wasn't really what I'd signed on for. You know, I thought I was going to be teaching at a few different schools and it would be the same schools every week. Um, But they, a lot of it was changed and um, I ended up teaching at um, schools that were just ridiculously far from my house. I'm talking like in different city, in different prefectures. I mean, I, I was teaching in Gifu sometimes and then I was teaching in Gamagori the next day. It was like the other the other side of town. I'm talking two and a half hours each way. Wow, wow. So some days I was traveling five hours by train. And this is once a week, you know, for that school. I would travel five hours by train for one of the schools I was doing. Uh, it was wow. like three train, th- like three trains of which one was like one of those local trains where you pay the guy on the train <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then a bus after the train. And uh, by the time my school finished, it was like 930 and the bus wasn't running anymore. So I had to get a taxi back to the station. And oh, it was just I mean, luckily they paid for the taxi. But that was yeah, that was a horrendous job. I ended up um, quitting in, uh, I think, six weeks. I after that, I, I just couldn't do that anymore. It wasn't. Um, they, it hadn't been told to me that that would be the case from the start. Um, so yeah, I wasn't really enjoying spending, um, you know, 20 hours a week traveling. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of, what, what was the name of that position? Was it just like a business teaching position or a Kaiwa kind of, you go to the place though? What kind of, what? yeah, it was, a, it was an Aikaiwa position. Okay. It was an Aikaiwa position. It wasn't, um, it, it wasn't anything really special or different from, um, a normal Aikaiwa except for it, it was a really small company. Okay. I think there were only like four employees or something like that. Okay. So then you quit that and then let's keep on rolling down the train. Yeah. So, um, the, one of the things that I thought when I was, um, I was kind of unhappy at that job and my girlfriend was unhappy at her job at the same time as well. And we both thought, you know what, let's just move to Tokyo because there are just way more opportunities there. And um, I thought the same thing. We both thought the same thing at the same time. And so we decided we'd move in together. And so I, I, I went to Tokyo for Golden Week, which is um, about a month after the, the year starts, uh, the school year, that is. Mm. And um, I, I had been, I'd watched this, um, this TED talk about a school in Tokyo um, called Fuji. Um, and it's basically the, the TED talk is entitled The Best Kindergarten You've Ever Seen. Um, and, uh, it was a talk by a Japanese guy who, who did the architecture, who did the design of the building. And, um, 
the school is a ring. The 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 basically it's um it's kind of like you can imagine it's a it's basically a roof. The whole um, construction okay. and uh, the classrooms are underneath, and the playground is on the roof. So the kids all run around on the roof, and it's um it's a Montessori school. And I'd been I'd learned a lot about Montessori, and you know as I'd as I'd been in that kindergarten where I had to kind of come up with my own curriculum you know i built a curriculum around montessori principles uh which is a really a really great education method so i was really excited to work in the school so i i sent them an email and i i just basically laid it all out and this is what um you know i i write about on my website about uh live work play japan about the direct method where you just find a school or you find a place that you want to work and you just like go there or talk to them and say you know what your school looks amazing because of this, 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 and this. I really, really want to work there. Here's my CV, and then, and that. I mean, I think it's flattering enough for most places and for a lot of places that they will give you an interview on that. I mean, I've I've had so many interviews just on the back of doing that method, just going straight to them with you know hat in hand and saying, yeah, that's that's pretty good. So I mean, the the, the let's see. So instead of like you know going through the rigmarole of a, of a job search board or something, mm. you just go straight to the source. Say, hey, I want to, I like this. Your school is cool because this. And then they some I mean, a lot of places a lot of people want to hear how you know that you're excited about their school, so of course they'll give you an interview. That's pretty cool. It's a good yeah. Idea. So I got an interview pretty quickly actually, and I got an interview during Golden Week um, on the last weekend of Golden Week. So um, I basically I got the interview, and I I did half the interview in Japanese actually. They started because the the directors don't don't really speak English very well, and so they started the interview in Japanese, and I just went, oh, okay, hi, Jody, this you're just going to go carried on going in Japanese for about 20 minutes and then and they were um, not only impressed with my Japanese skill but with my you know principles about education and the fact that I could explain uh, my principles about education in Japanese and um, they offered me the job on the spot all oh, right that's, cool. that's pretty cool so yeah so this, the only thing I guess here's my question because I'm pretend I'm a listener here and I'm saying okay that sounds a good idea but I'm in this kind of town that's not great the schools are all kind of those rundown old schools how am I supposed to go to that school and say hey I liked your school when kind of tough to see what you like about that school what would you do in that situation um i think a lot of it is research and um, of course like you know the school that i um that i picked up in tokyo to do that was uh you know a world famous school um so it's easier for me to find out stuff about it because there's you know information everywhere but a lot of schools have um you know research about them and all you need to do is really is to search for the stuff in japanese so if you find a school that looks interesting um, you know there's another school in tokyo a, a private girl school that i um applied for a job at and I just searched for the name of the school in Japanese on Google. Um, and uh, you can find a lot of information that way. You know, you can find it in Japanese. And if you can't read Japanese, that's okay. You can use Google Translate on once you find a web page that is about that school. But, you know, there will often be information about, I think, almost uh, almost all, like, good quality, like, high-quality schools or interesting schools. And, um, and then you can start applying to them directly. You can you find the name of a contact to that school and you can talk to them directly, then then you, you cut out the middleman. I mean, these job the job boards, I mean, there are a lot of really good job boards out there that are, you know, doing a lot of stuff for foreigners and, and trying to help people to find interesting jobs, but they've got to make their money somehow, you know? They can't, <laughs> they, they don't just uh, do this for free. So a lot of that money that goes to the job boards comes out of your salary. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be aware of that too. Yeah, so, and uh, also... You know, people do job boards. They pay for job boards because it's hard to find people. So if you're like saying, "Hey, I'm a I'm a person. I have these. Good, I'm interested in your school about this," and and you also have to have a good interview. I mean, you can't just be a a dope at the interview either. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, once and once you do that, you're doing them a service, kind of the the, the employer. Because hey, I'm, I'm I come to you. I don't care about any 
job. I don't know if you have a job opening or what, but I just want to talk to you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you're saving them a lot of money. I mean, some of the some of the job board rates now are really really high. I mean, you're talking fifty thousand yen or a hundred thousand yen to post a job ad. Mm. Uh, for and for schools that really need someone quickly, it, you know, I, it, I guess it can be more expensive. I'm not quite sure, but I know that the the rates like when I um, I helped one of my schools find a new person, and it was like forty five thousand yen to find a person to get a job uh, a job ad up on there. So wow. you know, if you can go to a school directly, you can save them fifty thousand yen, a hundred thousand yen. They'll put that back into your salary. You know, that's an extra you know ten thousand yen a month or something for for your first year or whatever. I mean, it's that's uh, it's a valuable thing. So don't want to. So this is a, this is a bullet point that what you said there. Got some good stuff. So you know, go directly to school. If as long as you like, the thing is, if I'm if I'm working in a city that's like I don't know, I don't know the name of a city that's that's not good. I don't want to make Tanaka City. <laughs> and there's a school there that's called you know Apple English School, and it's kind of run down. But that's my only choice. That's what I see. This kind of strategy might not work as well, right? Because I can't go into Apple English School and say your school is incredible. It's like, well, we're not really incredible. We know that, <laughs> you know. Mm. Um, of course, you don't want to be like you don't want to pander, and you don't want to be um, you don't want to be false. But um, I I would question the idea that you know the only choice you have is Apple English School in you know Tanaka City. You I think you have choices wherever you go and wherever you live. Uh, one of the biggest choices you can make is to be able to move for a company that you uh, that you found. So I got a really huge amount of money to move uh, company. Both times I moved city. I got a lot of money to move those cities from the companies that I applied for. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the first one was um, that ALT position um, that I that I got in Nagoya. They helped me move house. They set me up in a new apartment, and they also paid for my stuff to move. I mean, this is this is not a small amount of money. You know, it costs about from from Fukuoka to Nagoya. I think it'd be about eighty thousand yen to get a moving company to move all your stuff. Definitely. Um, and same when I moved to Tokyo because I moved to Tokyo for that job. I negotiated with them. I mean, this is another thing that you can do when you do that direct method that I talked about is you can tell them, you know what? Okay, well, I really love your school and uh, you know, thank you for the job offer. You know, once, you, once you've got a job, you don't want to lead with this. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't just accept whatever, um, whatever they say. Okay, well, how much did you make last time? Okay, well, we'll just beat that by 5,000 yen a month or something. You know, you, you, can, you can negotiate this stuff and you can say, well, I'm going to be moving cities for, for this job. So I'd really appreciate some help with that. You know, that would be... Just maybe um, if you can give me some uh, money for moving, that would be really great. Yeah. And a lot of them will help you out with that. Again, you know, I saved them some money on a, on a job ad. Um, so, you know, they and they also I think they saved money on the um, the dispatch company that they were using for teachers because they hired me directly. I saved them a lot of money too. So they go like, yeah, you know what? We can help you out because, you know, you've, you've come this far. You've done this much for us and you look like the right candidate. I mean, they'll... They'll work overtime for you if you if you're the right person for the job. Nice. Okay, so let's fast forward a little bit to because mm-hmm. I would definitely want to get into the stuff about now. Spoiler alert here: mm-hmm. you work from you work from home. You don't work for school or anything. Uh-huh. So let's kind of get to that that process. So from teaching to working by your, for yourself, can mm-hmm. you go through that kind of transition? What kind of went into that? Yeah. So um, at the beginning of last year, I was. Um, I was having a tough time continuing working at schools. I, I, I think it'd just been it'd been a long time working at English schools, and I I think the full time schedule doesn't really it didn't really work very well for me. I you know I was always putting off holidays and stuff, and you know in Japan they often only give you a few days of holiday a year, and a lot of schools they won't let you take that holiday during term time. They'll say, oh yeah, well you can use that at the end of term when we have like office days or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I uh, 
in February, I think last year, I started my website, Live, Work, Play Japan, and I started trying to help other people to, to get the kind of jobs that I was getting. And、um, as I went through that year and meeting a lot of people, not only through my website, but through、um, different meetups I went to and different events that I went to, I actually ended up making more money on the side teaching English maybe 10 hours a week or 15 hours a week than I ever had making、uh, like teaching English for 40, 45, 50 hours a week. Yeah.、Um, so that was, I, I kind of wanted to teach other people how to do that and tell people like this is possible. To, so, you, what's possible is making money online, basically. Yeah, making money online, making money doing what you want to do and not just,、um, you know, I'm. I wanted to be an English teacher, but a lot of people, you know, they, they're English teachers and they're, they're reasonably happy with it, but they just don't see any way to make more money doing、mm. that.、Um, and there are ways to make money, not only online, but also if you still, you know, if you really like being an English teacher, you can make tons more money as an English teacher without having to go off and get a master's degree. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of options and that people don't really realize.、Mm, sure. So,、uh, let's talk. So, you were doing this, when you, you got the idea for the website. Mm-hmm. Live, work, play, Japan.com.、Mm-hmm. You, you were making it while you were still working at teaching, right? Yeah, I was. Side thing, yeah. Yeah, I was still teaching there and I was still working on that. And actually, sometimes I brought my laptop to school and I'd work、uh, during my lunch break on, on the website.、Um, never during work time for my company. That would have been, <laughs> that would have been really bad. But、um, <laughs> just during my lunch breaks and stuff, I'd work on, on that. And、um, yeah, I, I built that up to where it was, you know. Uh, getting a quite a good following. A lot, of people,、um, a lot of people were talking about it, and people were very interested in what we had to say about getting better jobs and having a more sort of successful and rich life living in Japan. So, so for someone that doesn't know, what, is, what does Live, Work, Play Japan actually you know, do? What is it about? What is it all about? Someone's never heard of it. I know you said a little bit, but give us, give us this, this spiel here. <laughs> yeah. So, for someone who's never heard of it, the, the whole point of Live, Work, Play Japan is to find success in Japan. Not, not only just during doing your work, but also in your life and in your playtime and your fun time. You know, you, you can't just、um, live in Japan and work all the time and you'll, you'll end up being miserable. So, we wanted to make sure that the whole, the whole goal of Live, Work, Play Japan was finding success in all aspects of your life in Japan. Okay. So, Then, if I go to the website, it's like I can find. Is there, like you said, obviously you're making money from it, so you must offer some kind of service like that. So, what kind、mm-hmm. of services are, are available for me if I go to the website? Well, we started off actually with、um, articles. So, at the first, I think m- maybe even nine months, we didn't have any services that we were offering on there for, for money.、Um, we just we were writing articles, we were building、um, an audience, pe- telling people like how, what they could do, and just giving it away for free.、Um, this is, one, I guess, one of the principles of. Of、um, good marketing and, and being, you know, being a part of a community is that you give away most of the stuff that you do for free.、Mm. Um, just it, it helps people to, like, it, I mean, for first, it helps people, but it also helps you to sort of understand what they really need, what they really want, what resonates with them.、Mm, yeah, definitely. Because, you know, people don't, if people don't know what you do, they're not going to pay for what you do. They're definitely not going to pay for what you do, right? So,、mm, yeah, exactly. Nine, the, the, what I do is, you know, 99% free, 1% paid. You know, that's kind of the ratio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah.、Um, so, you know, so, so then let's see, what else can I ask about the site then? So, if I go to your site, it's like now you so you didn't kind of yet tell me what can I do. I love so, Live, Work, and Play Japan. I want to、mm-hmm. give you guys money. So, what, if、yeah. I give you money, what do I get? 
Well, we um, most of the stuff that we do, like when we're we write a lot of these articles, and we get most of our money from these affiliate links that we have to um, other companies that are offering um, products, and we're building our own product right now. Actually, one of the we we had an ebook launch last year that we put a lot of work into. I mean, a, a horrendous amount of work into, <laughs> yeah. and we gave it away for free. Um, because we wanted to, um, not only for people to see it and use it and find it useful, um, but we also wanted feedback on it to see what we could do better so that we could launch it as a, as a paid product that would be just much, much, much better. Um, so that's what we've been working on the last couple of months. We had a really big response to that ebook. I think 20,000 people, um, yeah, something, some number like 20,000 people, um, saw the video and subscribed to, to get the, the ebook. And, um, so we got a lot of feedback, you know, people who I'm, I mean, I even met with people in Tokyo, people who said, oh yeah, I'm really, you know, I'm, I really love the ebook, but I have no idea what to do next. Can you help me? And I was like, well, yeah, let's go for a coffee sometime. I'm in Tokyo, you know, and, um, I, you know, I met with a lot of people and got their feedback on it. So now we've we've started working and been working on the second version of it, which is more than double the size now and has lots and lots more information based on the feedback that we've gotten. Wow, cool. Yeah, sounds sounds really cool. I mean, that's definitely you know something I try to do at least in part with this podcast is help people mm. to you know get the job they want. And your website is dedicated like purely to that part of your life in Japan. You know, yeah, that's pretty it's pretty cool. Um. You know, so what's kind of your plan? You said the ebook's coming, but anything in the future people should know about it for Live, Work, Play Japan? Oh, I want to be um, careful about uh, telling, giving too much away. The, right now, the <laughs> the main focus is the um, the ebook that we wanted to launch. I mean, we've we've had a lot of people. I mean, we've had people directly asking us, like, do you have a consultation service? Because I could really use some, you know, one to one help with that. Um, so we we thought about that, and we're, we're figuring out how we could do that in a way that would be really helpful to a lot of people. But mm-hmm. um, for now, we want to sort of help as many people as we can with that, and that's why we're we're building this ebook. Um, about how to get the best English teaching jobs in Japan. Great, yeah, sounds that sounds pretty cool. I mean, you know, you showed a week we learned a lot today about you know how to find your way in Japan. I, like one thing you said too is like every step of the way, all the jobs you had that you know we went over. I'm sure you, there's probably more we didn't even go over. Mm-hmm. But uh, you took you didn't you always took a step up, you know, in pay at least. You know, step yeah. up, step up, step up. But that's something that some people don't work enough to do. You know, like just I got to find a job. Here's a job, cool. But you kind of didn't let weren't satisfied which is the same you know no of course not and i think um one of the things that people also have to take into account when you're when you're getting a better job in japan and when you're getting more money um think about how much you're actually making per hour don't just look at the, the title rate because i mean some of the jobs that i've had where um i was making three hundred thousand, three hundred and twenty thousand or more um i was actually making less per hour than i was at peppy my first job because peppy i only had to work 25 hours a week um and a lot of the time you know i was i was just working in the afternoons, I did my 25 hours and I got my 25,000, um, or not sorry, 25,000, sorry, 250,000 a month mm-hmm. uh, for doing that. But when I was making 70,000 yen more, I was actually making less per hour. Um, so one of the things that I talk about in the ebook a lot and what I did a lot last year to make my salary um, higher than my full-time salary was getting small part-time jobs um, in all kinds of things, not only in English teaching, but also web design and marketing. Um, that would pay me much, much more per hour. Some of them, I'm, I was paying, getting paid six thousand yen an hour, um, as opposed to you know my full time job where I was making three twenty thousand a month, um, but I was getting about two thousand one hundred or two thousand two hundred yen per hour. 
Yeah, that's 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 like that's true. Like some people are like, okay, I get paid this much a month. That's cool, but that's not how it should mm. be. That's a good point for sure. Mm. Uh, you know, you get blinded by the I get this much a month. I'm okay with that. Um, right. Yeah. So plug one thing for us to check out. You know, is it just a website, or is there any kind of thing you want us to check out that you know that definitely shows what Live Work Play Japan is all about? Uh, yeah. Go. I mean, go to the the front page, LiveWorkPlayJapan dot com. And there's uh, there's a lot of stuff on there. I mean, right now it's um, we're we're sort of re moving stuff around and changing stuff a little bit just to try and um, try and make it more clear uh, and easier to find what you need to find. But um, yeah, just take any. And if you're interested in getting jobs in Japan, and if you're interested in in changing the way your your work is, then just check the work section. I mean, we've got tons of things on there, like how to get a job in Japan without speaking Japanese, which is one of our most popular. Posts. I mean, it's ranked number one Google, and tons and tons of people come to that every day um, because there's just lots of information there about how to get jobs and and also about how to use Japanese outside of Japan. Uh, that's another one that, like, one of my, uh, I mean, my my partner Martin, who works with me on the um, the website, he's actually living in the U.S. right now, and he's still you know translating Japanese and stuff from abroad. And he just said that it's insane how many job offers he's got, you know, with people dropping real money. Because he can speak Japanese to n like n one level to to business level. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a good. That's not 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 a lot of stuff on the internet about like what to do when you get home. You know, that's kind of mm. cool. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, all right, Charlie. Thanks for sharing the stuff today. We learned a lot of stuff. Um, you know, check out liveworksplayjapan.com. There's a lot of good stuff. I know a lot of people listening to this show are all about stepping up. You know leveling up your time in japan and that this site seems like it's going to help us do that for sure so Charlie, yeah, thanks so. again i hope to have you on in the future talk more about the you know what what where live work play japan is going in the future mm, thank you very much james speaking of jobs in japan great point i brought up there in the last question i want to talk a little bit about jobs in japan.com so jobs in japan is a job search board that has positions waiting to be filled by awesome people just like you now, you are awesome, right? So I know you're always trying to find maybe your first job. You're always trying to find your next job that's hopefully a little bit better than the one you currently have. Jobs in Japan is a place for you to do that. So, you know, Jobs in Japan is a little bit different than other job search sites in that it allows you to upload your job hunting materials, you know, your resume, cover letter, etc., in the format you want to. So, you know, other sites use the online forms. Jobsinjapan.com does not use the online forms. So it means... You, the hard work you put into your resume and stuff does not go to waste. The hiring manager sees exactly what you want them to see, which is a beautiful resume, a beautiful cover letter. You know, That's a huge opportunity for you to put yourself ahead of the other applicants that don't put in the time that you do because you really want an awesome job more than them. So don't miss out on the chance you have here, guys and gals. Log in to jobsinjapan.com and get to work on finding your next job today. Thanks for listening to the ALT Insider Podcast. For more info on how you can have more fun working in Japan, visit altinsider.com. See you next time.